Yo. Yo. What's going on, dude? Mando, isn't it, mate? Mando, isn't it? It's fucking Mando. I've got it on. I've got it on. Again. My phone as well. <laughs> right. They fucking did it again. Like every Just, fucking time. Every fucking time. Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom, I'm one half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Tonight we're talking about episodes five and six of season two of The Mandalorian. Chapter 13, The Jedi, and chapter 14, The Tragedy. Yeah. Whoa. Right, okay, so... We... Two pretty spicy boys. Pretty big episodes we're talking about here. Um, and if you've been following the series, you know... Um, so full disclosure, we are talking about this on the day that the 15th, no, hang on, what episode is it? The 14th. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're talking about this on the day that chapter 14 has just come out, the tragedy. That is, as you probably know, a big episode. We're still sort of reeling from it, from all the stuff that's happened, but we are going to cover both. We're going to go back. We're fairly immediate for you as well. Like you just finished this like I, well, an hour ago. I finished it about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you watched it in the morning, didn't you? Well, yeah. I, I like to build. Like... I like to build my day around Mando on a Friday. I like to have my Mando sort of stashed away, ready for when I've done everything no. I need to do for that day. Um, Legitimately, where... I get up, I prepare myself for coffee, and then you watch it. Yeah, I know. I should watch yeah. Mando because. Oh, I can't risk it because of yeah, my because job. Of, because of what you do, like you got, you have to be on the internet and on social media all the time. So you can't. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I yeah. I can quite successfully block everything out for a day. Um, yeah, I can't. I, yeah, no, yeah, you can't. Do, yeah. do or risk that. So yeah, fair enough. I can't um, imagine how mad I would have been if I'd have. Oh fuck yeah! No, if any of that had been spoiled, God, yeah. I mean, there was yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, we're going to step back for a second and talk about the previous episode, which in itself was monumental and huge on a number of levels. Um, so the episode we're talking about, we're talking about episode 13, The Jedi, yeah, which was the live action debut of Ahsoka Tano, which has been much sort of talked about and they teased it at the end of, what was it, the third episode with Bo-Katan? Uh, um, yeah where she like dropped her name and everyone got very excited. It's been building and built. then we didn't get her on the fourth one. And then we finally got her here yeah. in the fifth episode. Yeah. Um, and there was lots, there's been rumors about Ahsoka coming to live action in the Mandalorian for ages. Uh, there was casting rumors, which turned out to be true. It's one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood. It seemed um, because yeah, here we are. We've got Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Um, so it was particularly bad one, wasn't it? There. We all knew. Everyone knew. Nobody like, shut up. And that was what was weird about it for me. Like when we when she first turned up, and it was an amazing her opening sequence where she like because the start of that episode is just her in the fog with her white lightsabers just taking guys out like a, like a ninja, and it's so it fucking cool. Holds it doesn't hold back. It just immediately no. kicks straight into it. No, it's because they knew they needed like to do that. They much, teased. I've seen her in a couple of episodes, but that's like my first. Yeah. I've only, like, where I'm at in the Clone Wars is, like, very, very early on. Yeah. So I've only ever seen her as a nipper and be a bit of a, I don't know, like a, like a plot device almost, where they're like, oh, Ahsoka's in trouble again. Oh, yeah, she's, got, she's come a long way. She's now Ahsoka the White. Um, it's a whole thing. So I'll let you explain that. Yeah. No, that, that's just a, there's a, there's a um, bit of a, 
um, meme type thing going around where one of the last appearances we had of Ahsoka chronologically until this was her turning up at the end of Rebels and it was set after Return of the Jedi um, and it was her coming to collect uh, Sabine to go on off for the mission, which we'll talk about later. But right. she was stood there wearing all white robes with her hood up and this big long white staff. And so that everyone's gone, oh, it's just, she's no longer Ahsoka the Grey. Now she's Ahsoka the White. And so that's oh, okay. become, that's just become a meme now about her appearance. So that was, she, yeah. she doesn't say anything. She's just, she's just there. And that's the end. That's the last we saw of her until now. Um, uh, I get you. Um, but there's even some, even Dave Filoni has come out and said that might not necessarily be, that might not, have happened yet in when we see her in the Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah, he said that like everyone's assuming that that's the case, but it might not be. He said, I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying it might not be. We might not have even got to that point yet. Um, because he's clearly they're doing something and they're gonna continue her story. But now the question is whether they're gonna do it in live action or they're gonna do an animated series as a follow-up to Rebels. Yeah. Um but yeah, so other than that, then yeah, that, I think that's that's what's unique about what where we're coming at it from. I'm someone who who has watched all the animated stuff, and is very familiar with the Soka as a character, and has got a lot of attachment to her going into this. Um, so I viewed it one way, but then you don't have any of that baggage, and you're just coming at it fairly cold. I mean, you, like you say, you've seen a couple of episodes, you've seen a few bits, but you're nowhere near as invested in her as someone else is. So, did it work for you? That's the question. Yeah, yeah, it did. So, like, seeing, like, having, and I think it's because of the way that it opened up. Yeah. So, having it open that way and seeing her be this badass force user, just wrecking shop with her two lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they're not, that they weren't blue or green or yellow or purple or red. Or anything like that. They were they were unique. Yeah, so pure white. From yeah. what I've seen so far, like she's very unique. In that she's dual wielding and using white lightsabers. The only time I've seen that is in like the Force Unleashed, and even then it was yeah. So that's yeah, like and the, non-canon and whatever. So well, the white no, the white um yeah, the white lightsabers have been Ahsoka's has been using those since Rebels, right. So that is a known thing, like her sort of look as, as an adult, if you like. So basically what happens is we have her whole arc in um, the Clone Wars, um, and that only just got finished, actually, because the Clone Wars had it, you know, it was cancelled, then it came back. Yeah. But in the meantime, she turned up in Rebels. And obviously the idea with Rebels is that it's set just before the new um, A New Hope. Yes. And so basically what it is that there's like a 10 or, you know, I think it's like a 15 year time jump between the end of Clone Wars and Rebels. So when Ahsoka does turn up, she's no longer a, a teenager. She, I think by the end of the Clone Wars, she was like 18. And then 15 years later, we catch up with her again. Now she's an adult. And so she yeah. the character designs change quite a lot. Um, yeah, and from what I've seen as well, like, obviously she still fits the aesthetic perfectly. Mm. She still moves in and fights in the way that I would expect her to. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. She moves the, in a way that it appears that she's been taught by Anakin because yeah. he was a very aggressive lightsaber user, as was Obi-Wan. Um, but yeah, it all, it all works for me. Like, it all fell into place. Like, it clearly established who she was. 
it clearly established what sort of a person she was or where she sort of existed in the world like the plan yeah we'll get to that in a minute yeah but it's like um yeah everything's like everything pretty much sort of fell into place and works functionally yeah. as it should and it was like it it does and i will say this, it again it did feel like another little side quest um where we had this whole situation going on with Soka where she was like besieging this town um yeah. and becoming a plague <laughs> and i love this idea that she was like yeah a jedi is, is plaguing our town and she is this sort of creature of the night just like stalking out and like they can't get her in their sights and she's just this uh, like this um ghost that comes in kills everyone and then fucks off again which is a really yeah. cool idea um and it goes all the way back to that original stuff that inspired george lucas all the samurai kurosawa stuff mm-hmm. and she is like a ronin jedi and this is like a pure distillation of that um but what it means is that we do get this very you know small situation where it is there's an evil magistrate ruling over this town ahsoka wants her because she's got some information that she's after but she's also evil and being horrible to the people of the town and seemingly yeah. destroying the the um surrounding environment and just destroying all the trees and everything um so then mando turns up um and he's trying to get her to sort of tap into the child and get her to train him and then as usual she goes i'll help you but only if you help me doing something else (laughs) which is what every single character interaction in mandalorian is so i shall help you on your quest but first you must do this for me um so i got me i was a little bit disappointed that they were just doing that again um i kind of thought that like when we got to ahsoka that would be that's the end game that's what we've aimed that's what we've been building towards but the thing is it worked backwards this time. Yeah, it did. No, it kind of did. Because it was, she was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Um, and I need to go and do this. And he's like, and she's like, I've got other things to do. I can't just sit around and pretend that I'm going to train this thing, even though I'm not. Um, I've got this to do. And then he's like, you you're, you're want a Mando? You want a Mando to help? And it's like, Mando and a Jedi. They'll never see it coming. That's <laughs> so what I love is that when he has that line where it's just like, even even with your laser sword, it's not going to be enough to stop them. And she just like, you can just see it in the background. She just has this little smile on her face. She's yeah. like, yeah, she, she could have done it on her own if she needed to. If she really needed to, she could have done. I think like at this yeah. point, she's like crazy powerful and she could have quite yeah. easily sorted all them out. But it was good to have him there anyway. So yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. Like, You'll, you'll, be those, a good, it, you'll be a good distraction, a, um, so yeah, fine. <laughs> it's the Indiana Jones thing, isn't it? Like, like the the Raiders of the Lost Ark, everything would have happened with Indy there or not. Yeah, that's like, kind of true. Same, yeah. same with this episode of Mando. Like, if he wasn't there, same thing still would have happened. He just wouldn't have ended up with the spear. Which is very important. Or, well, and getting his next step on the quest for um, Baby Yoda. And so that's the big thing that... And that's kind of what I loved most about the Ahsoka episode is that although it was the Ahsoka episode and for we know that might be the only time we see her this season, obviously it's not done yet, but it might just always be the Ahsoka episode. It was still at the heart of it. The point that was made with that episode was that the Mando and and who we now know as Grogu, I keep calling him the child, are too attached and that, and they love each other. And, and that is the point of not only he that episode. Him. He sees him as a father. But, um, and Mando sees Grogan as a son. 
Yeah. And that was the point of the episode. And that was like, so to get that point across, we had to have someone who could communicate with him and talk about the force and all that sort of stuff. So could fill that role and also got to kick some ass while she was doing it. Perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, great. Bring it on. <laughs> like, you know I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and that's kind of what I wanted from, because I didn't want. Exactly. I'm of two minds. One thing I was because, worried yeah. about was that we were going to, that we were going to wander into this episode and it was going to be, like this is Ahsoka, and this is Ahsoka's thing now, and we're always talking about Ahsoka, and now she's really, really important. And we're going to move on from Mando, and he's going to get sidelined. And I was like, I just really didn't want that to happen because I don't want. I really, really like Mando being this space western that isn't, you know, space yeah. wizard, you know, oh, yeah. sorcerers and this, that, and the other. I'm really enjoying it the way it is. Like, I know I enjoyed living in that universe where these things are happening but we've had nine films of that yeah you know and like living in a world where things are a little bit more grounded and a little bit more like okay yeah we have got a problem with a this is a western and this is a what's going to happen here and here and it did it perfectly for me like i know it was a bit of a side quest sort of (laughs) scenario but it was done in a way that it structure the plot showed us where we needed to go showed us where we needed to be effectively in a way that it worked for pretty much everybody like ahsoka was in it enough um yeah she wasn't in it too much she wasn't in it too little Hmm. we got to see a lightsaber fight which is you know oh that yeah the fight the actual stand yeah (laughs) which was amazing but it was a double stand as well (laughs) yeah 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 it was because it was um it was a samurai fight and a, and a um okay corral like western Guns standoff at the same time like both cutting in between each other and was like this is pure star wars this is pure distilled star wars <laughs> like i love yeah, it yeah like the, the like the high noon, high noon bit and everything else but it was it it was one of those things because you like you can't have an episode where you're going to bring in a jedi and not have a lightsaber fight of course not. You know, no. it's Chekhov's, Chekhov's lightsaber. If you if it's shown in Act One, it's going to get used in Act so and so, whichever act. You know, yeah. And it is, and it's effectively shown. We get the a very brief fight between them, which is excellent because That's they really don't really. Cool. There is, there is kind of a winner, but there also kind of isn't a winner. And you're like, I want to see how this plays out, but it's I don't want to see this whole episode. I like the fact that he's like, no, 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 like, let's have a reasonable conversation. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. The minute he mentions Bogotan, that's it. She goes, oh, okay. She's like, and, then, right. and then she sees Drogu, and then, oh, all right, yeah, cool. Everyone's, yeah. and then everyone just calms the fuck down. But we get a little bit of a skirmish, and I like again. You're seeing that because in that little skirmish, you see Mando uses the uh, ropes to tie her up, which was the same yeah. um, move that Boba Fett used on. Uh, yeah. Luke and he also uses the flamethrower and it's like right well you can see again like I said they're the ancient enemies of the Jedi because their the whole armor and all their tricks and stuff they have up their sleeve are designed to fight Jedi yeah and he's using that right now and that's happening right now in front of us and it just sort of gives you an actual practical reminder of that rather than just you know yeah. just hearsay but just people saying that they used really to fight reinforces each other. like the importance of Beskar and Beskar 100% because yeah because the first thing that happens is we've visibly seen in that episode that lightsaber is capable of cutting through that giant bell thing, mm. and like, but the set, but it won't get through Beskar. 
Yeah, that's that's and that's the one of the biggest things, sort of canon-wise, that this is this episode established. Yeah, because um, canon- canonically, even pre, like rebirth or legends or whatever they wanted to call it, or like this, the new fifty-two Star Wars sort of thing. Yeah, pre that, the only thing that could uh, stand up to a lightsaber was what was called, what used to be called Mandalorian Iron. Yeah, so they had Mandalorian Iron, there were Vibro Blades, I think they were a thing, um, and yeah. like energy weapons. Like I think it was in like, uh, I think in the prequels there was a point where like they had the those um, things that were like the, the guards for General Grievous and they had these like sort yeah, of energy. Yeah, those were the Vibro Blades, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so there's been a few things that could go, you could use to fight someone with a lightsaber. But now, again, we've, we're in this new continuity and it's sort of, because we've known as well and we've seen it in previous episodes this season that people like, how valuable Beskar is. Yeah. And now this is just another reason why it's so sought after, why it's so like, because it, it's the one thing as a weapon, it's the one thing that can stand up against a Jedi lightsaber. Like, oh shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Can you imagine if like, yeah, if the, if the Empire had built all their walkers out of Beskar, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. game, game well, over, man, game over. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if they'd have used it for anything other than uh, or stealing it all from the Mandalorians after that massacre, presumably. Yeah, and they turned it into ingots, and they, it was currency. But there was a reason yeah. why it was currency because it was so valuable. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just cool. It's got this great mythology around it, and it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of like Valerian steel in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like that. It's like, oh my god, he's got a Beskar. <laughs> he's got Beskar armor and a Beskar fucking. Um, and that's another thing that was um, a Chekhov's. It was the Beskar uh, spear. The minute that turned up, you're like, oh, someone's going to have a fight with that. And now it's even more so in this. Now, like, the way everything's set up, and even at the end of that Ahsoka episode, I'm like, oh, so Mando's going to have a fight with Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon's going to have the Dartsaber, and Mando's going to have that that (laughs) staff. And it's going to be fucking epic, and I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm still on that. I still have no doubt in my mind that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Well, it's not, we were like, you know, let's pull the curtain back a bit. You and I have spoken about last week's episode. Yeah. Because it's week we're the <laughs> same people when it was a week ago. <laughs> and we speak a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not anything that's massively unexpected. That's the one thing I'll, I'll say. You know, like, there aren't... What, last week, you mean? Like, last week... I don't know, because... Anything. Uh, to me, like the the big stuff that was the 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 curveballs for me in terms of last week were the the revelations about Grogu and his whole backstory because right. that was not I don't think anyone had guessed like Jeremy. You know, there's been loads of theories about who he is. Is he a clone of Yoda? Is he Yoda's child? Um, is he genetically engineered? There's so many theories about him, but no one thought about the timeline element of it and the fact that if he's fifty, that means he must have been around during the Jedi. Order. Well, that was that All was that like I said. I was saying to you last week, like that was something that kept bugging me because I was like, "Well, of course he was around at that point." Like, but what was he doing? But then I was like, "He's a fucking baby." But yeah. it, 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 I, it didn't think. It, I don't know. It didn't occur to me that he was in the uh, in Coruscant. Yeah, I, it, it didn't occur to me that he was like in the Jedi Temple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like in, and amongst like the Jedi Order and stuff. It was. It sort of came across to me that it was just I don't know that would have been too small from 
where I was sort of thinking of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I just that, thought that he was like, he's one of the, I thought he would have been like one of the lost children, one of the ones where like, if the Jedi order had been up and running, then they would have found him. But because right. that, you know, that everything, he, he was at that point in his development because the idea with Jedi, uh, like they, they find four sensitive children, but they're like, they're children, they're not babies. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. like five or six years old. So whenever he reaches that stage in this creature's life cycle, which could be another 50 years for a while. But we he know. would have been a baby at that point, because if you think that was, what, 30 years before? Or? Yeah, but for all one, for, for that's the, thing, now, the life cycle so of this thing. 34 years. Uh, so, yeah. But they were saying that the, in episode one, they had said that, yeah, episode one of Mandalorian, they were like, he's the target is 50. Yeah. So he would have been like 15. And if it, he's at this point now where he's just this tiny, waddly, drunken baby toddler thing, yeah. at 50, he would have been 15. So he would have barely been functional, presumably. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. Was he like in a larval stage at that point? Like, what do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but then and he they didn't come then, out of his cocoon. They alluded to the fact that he was. Um... <laughs> Sorry, that's a reminder. I'll say here thing. I was. Um, separate point I have gotten to a point of telling people uh, somebody commented something on an Instagram post that I saw the other day so I um, just had a whole conversation with them telling them that um, haggises are grown in pyramids like pyramid shaped shacks in Scotland and people are surprised because they're like, no, they just think they're live born, but they're not. They're like platypus and they're, you know, they're, they're born from eggs. You, you do know how to make the most of your time, don't you? Oh, yeah. Look that, mate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's slight sidetrack there from making a joke about being in a larval state. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, it's like. It was just that his bat story, it wasn't, that's the thing that not necessarily like, it just surprised me. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, and the fact the that we got it. The thing that I wanted was, was this fucking backstory that they're like, oh, it's Yoda. And you're like, cause there are so many connections already. Yeah. That if it would have turned out to be, this is Yoda's son. Or yeah, a clone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I would, like I would have understood a clone because they would have been like, oh, you know, Emperor Palpatine took a sample of blood from the fight that they had at the end of... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith, you know? Yeah. Or Return of the Sith, whatever one it was. Revenge, um, I'm afraid. But yeah, and it's just... Yeah, that would have made more sense, but I prefer it this way. I prefer yeah. it to be separate, to be a smaller world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and there's not to say, and there's more to tell. Like I'm interested now, like she said, someone, you know, during the purge when everyone would, you know, they were wiping out the Jedi, someone took him in, from the temple and hid him. Yeah. And so now that begs the question, who, who did that? Yeah. <laughs> because we, as far as we knew, again, watching Revenge of the Sith, the idea of that, that temple gets completely just decimated. Mm-hmm. Anakin himself turns up and kills all the younglings, which presumably would have included Grogu. Yeah. Um, so maybe he was a young like, and then some people have theorized already like did Anakin spare him because he just couldn't bring himself to kill him because he's too adorable to kill or oh, of course. or um, everyone's got head cannon or 
Yeah, and oh well, well that's the thing. Is that the, that's one of the uh, you know it would kind of back explain or talk about Anakin's turn because everyone's always said that that turn has been was ridiculously quick and just he goes from zero to murdering children in like five seconds flat but then we're meant to believe there's some good in him still and that's the whole premise of the entire original trilogy is that there is some good left in anakin but could you retcon that and go oh yeah no he didn't kill all the kids in the temple because there was some good in him so when he saw grogu he got him out of there that's what people are spinning i think that's bollocks i don't believe that yeah no i don't because yeah that's just clutching it it is clutching the straws, yeah. It's just cheap. If so, if they did that, they won't do that. I'd they be won't. disappointed. They won't do that. They hundred percent won't do that. No way. Um, no way at all. Um, because I think, like, they... if anything, they'll be like, it was a Padawan who snuck in and hid him. I think that's the thing. We we know there are a couple of Jedi or um, people who survived that purge. Who it could have been. It could have been. Um, so we know Cal Kestis from um, the Force, uh, um, Fallen yeah. Order. Um, he was a Padawan who survived the purge. We also know Kanan. He's age appropriate to be in it as well. Yeah. So. Um, and Kanan. Uh, Kanan was a Padawan um, during the purge and just managed it. Although his story didn't take him anywhere near Coruscant, I don't think. So that would be a bit retconning. But there are there are people out there who could have done it, right. um, is the point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a cool story. It, does, it also it leaves gaps. Like we don't, she goes, there was a big period of darkness, which was presumably like during the whole of the you know, Galactic Civil War with the Empire, he was just sort of hidden away somewhere in a drawer. Um, and just well, that's goes- the thing, because what we also don't know is where is where the kid came from. No. Like, the first we saw of him, he was in the the space buggy. Yeah, but was- he was being held by, by who? Yeah, who had him? Why? Yeah. Um, and then, like, he was being held by this cabal of, you know... Nedwells and mercenaries out in the desert. Yeah, I still think there's more. There's more story to tell between him and Gideon as well because, yeah, it's like Gideon says at the end of season one. He goes, "It means more to me than you will ever know." It's like, why? Like that's that was again another one of those things where it's like, did he clone him from Yoda and he's overseen it since his birth? Is that why it means so much to him, or what? I like, I, we don't know. Like, I, but I feel there's definitely more story to tell. Um, and whether they do it in the show or like they've announced, there is gonna, there's a book that's coming. Um, oh. That's going to be an in-canon uh, novel about that ties into the Mandalorian. Um, and yeah, they could potentially get into some of that backstory stuff in that. And I think they probably will. Because um, mm. if there's one thing that this new canon does, is does definitely feed on itself and sort of and fills backstory in. And we've already seen that, like if you want to know more about Boba Fett's armor and how May in the first episode got it, read the aftermath books because you'll find out all about it. Um, and yeah, so there's lots of stuff that connects and I have no doubt that when that book comes out, it will probably fill in some more stuff. Yeah. But what um, I don't, I don't want, and I don't think they will. I don't want anyone to miss out on an important step. Like I don't, I'm not that fast about Convanth getting you know i don't not fast no, it doesn't about matter. the origin story no, but what matter. i don't want is for them to be like this is why it's important to gideon oh yeah you know, no that that no, like, i need that to be explained in in the show in the show oh, i will be it will be i feel like when i say like stuff they'll fill in it will be that backstory about like where was he during the war with the empire or yeah. who, or maybe even that reveal of who got him out of the Jedi Temple might be in the book because it's a big selling point for the book, but it doesn't really affect the story that's going on now because mm-hmm. it was it was yeah. 
30 years ago. So it doesn't really matter right now. It doesn't have a lot of context, but if you, it's an interesting fact. If you want to know, read the book, but it doesn't affect yeah. the story if you don't know it. Um, and so far they've done a good job of that. Um, yeah. Because at no point, like, again, like you say, with the Cobb Vance stuff, it's not like I need to, I haven't read any of the um, Aftermath books. I know you have, but yeah. I'm, I'm not missing out on anything because of that. I, you no. Know. But like, um, you're saying about, uh, saying about like, there are like a ton of like these interconnected things, like playing Squadrons the other day. Hmm. You know, they, they throw in a few jokes here and there about um, Alphabet Squadron. Yep. Which is Alphabet a book. Squadron. And the Alphabet Squadron is a book, and then it's about a group of pilots that have all come together and about like their origin of them pulling together. And yeah, I mean the, the biggest uh, thing in Squadrons not, is obviously Hera. Yeah, she's yeah, General General Sandu though, and then you have conversations and talk to her, and it's the same voice yeah. actor, and yeah, it's yeah. So and it's all connected. So they're doing a good job of creating a, a Star Wars cinematic universe, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works, works excellently. And then saying about this as well, like in that episode, it explains a lot. Yeah. And then, but again, it's very tied up within that one space. Like yeah. it's great. Like everything that happens within that is great. But like I say, like the wider story are the ones that I like when they do something like that. Yeah. Like they did with the Cara June one and grief. And then, that led into this one which led into this one yeah exactly yeah um and so yeah i mean that that episode yeah it's a great um yeah samurai jedi i love the fight they have at the end uh, between her and the magistrate is fucking wicked really well choreographed it looks really cool it looks like it reminded me of uh, kill bill yeah that sort of and like just that was so cool that whole thing where it was the fight's going on on one side of the wall and then on the other side of the wall you got the two gunslingers you got Mando and fucking Michael Bean and fucking Hicks yeah. facing each other and then like Michael Bean's just like who do you think's winning is it your side or my side hmm don't know Carl Reese and Carl Reese yeah 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 I, I always think of him as Hicks but yeah I know yeah. Carl Reese yeah. um yeah, just like going like, who do you think's winning? Um, and, just, and figuring it out. My well. guy, or your guy. Yeah, and he goes, oh, we're both the same. We're yeah, you know, willing to die for the right cause, but this ain't it. He puts his gun down, and then yeah, just a quick draw, Mando taking people out. Um, yeah, like Ahsoka's attack on the on the um, on the uh, gate is amazing. She's <laughs> just like wrecking guys, just pulls the gun out of one guy's hand, it, throws it at another one. But that was one of the bits like. Because a lot of people have said that, like she, she isn't necessarily how they thought of as Toka, and it takes it, she's not quite right. I do really? agree; like her voice isn't quite on. That's the thing that gets me. Right. Um, so what's then, how would that, why why is there is it because it's a different actress? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, yeah, it's just she sounds very different, and then it's just it, I think it's just weird. It's just a weird like uncanny valley. Like when I first saw her, it just seemed to me like. I think part of the issue is that we've seen so many uh, fan renderings of what Rosario Dawson would right. look like. And then when she actually turned up, it just looked like, looked like another one of them. Yeah. And you go, no, 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 this is the official one. This is it. This is happening. <laughs> like, this, uh, isn't cos- okay. this isn't cosplay. This is actually happening right now. Oh, and that, it, t- it takes a minute to remember that. Um, but then, See, yeah. I think- that's, again, that's where I like not to say, oh, I don't look at this stuff. Like, I think this is a little bit of a benefit of being a bit more separate yeah from it because every time i've been like oh here's some people like oh i've done this um rendering of 
Sebastian Stan. Yeah, Rosario Dawson as oh yeah, Sebastian Stan is Luke Skywalker. Or Rosario Dawson as Sokotano, and I'm like, okay, like I don't know, I don't know what that is. I don't want to see it until I get to where I am yeah. with it, you know. And it's so I think I've been quite fortunate that I'm a bit of a grumpy old man about certain things because like when I saw it, I was like, oh cool. I'm not sure about the contact lenses, but yeah, I think it's little else. things like that. I think because it like it makes it difficult for her to like emote and like act through giant these these weird contact lenses and all the makeup yeah. and all the rest of it. So I I think in live action that is lost a little bit. Whereas in a cartoon, obviously you can animate a facial expression a lot easier yeah. than it is for someone to replicate it in live action. Whilst they've got these giant these green like eye pieces in and the headpiece and like face painting all over them. So I, it's a challenge. But, but what I was going to say is that it all um, falls away during that attack when she's f- um, fighting all the guys on the, um, on the gate and she rips the guy's uh, gun out of his hand and just throws it at the other one. She just looks over, back over her shoulder and gives him this smirk. Yeah. Because he's like still stood there. She's like, come on, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, that is Ahsoka. That is so, that is something that like straight out of, like Clone Wars, that sort of like when she was getting a little bit cocky, like right. in the sort of later seasons when she's been training. And and also you remember, yeah, she is the the Padawan of um, Anakin Skywalker, the most arrogant yeah. Jedi ever. Of course, she's a bit cocky, and, and it's like, one yeah. of the most feared. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and she's a badass, and like and it was like, yeah, that looks exact. That is spot on. And then there are a couple of little moments like that when she has the smile with um, Grogu. Um, and yeah, like the, her mannerisms, like there's one point where she just folds her arms as, and it's like, that's exactly like Ahsoka. And she's clearly, Rosario studied the um, the animation and sort of, yeah. and got everything down. And the other thing to bear in mind as well of that episode is it was written and directed by Dave Filoni himself. Well, there you go, yeah. Um, so clearly he took a lot of time well, and care with it. she like his creation or something? Oh yeah, or? his, so Dave Filoni... Has been this, uh, was the executive producer and did, well, overseer, you know, showrunner for Clone Wars and Rebels, and now he co-does that same role with um, Favreau on this. So Ahsoka has always been his. It's been his character that he created. He did it with George Lucas. George Lucas had a lot of input, and in fact, George Lucas apparently was on set during the filming of this episode with Ahsoka. Oh, cool! Um, and like Rosario Dawson talked about what it was like meeting him. Uh, whilst she was in full Jedi robes and all the rest of it, she says it was an amazing experience. It like really felt like meeting my master, sort of thing. Oh, that's cool. Um, because George has a lot of like had a lot of input in who Ahsoka was and the idea of Anakin having a Padawan in the first place. Like it was, it was all it all comes from the source. Um, oh, I never and, knew that. Yeah, and then Filoni then took that and ran with it, um, but sort of with George's blessing the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking awesome. Um, and then she gives Mando a new mission at the end of it. Yeah. So, so that's honestly, like, I'd kind of made my peace with that before it happened. Because I knew that yeah. I had, I was like, a say, probably 80% certain that that was going to happen. Yeah, I was, yeah, that thing. I'm in two minds about it. I'm really split. I'm like, on one hand, I was like, because I was, I remember I was talking about this on the last time we talked about Amanda. I was like, no, we're going to get to Ahsoka and then Ahsoka's going to be in there for the whole last four episodes and it's all going to be connected and it's all going to come together. And it didn't. We got Ahsoka and she was just another like cameo, like Bogotan 
or Boba Fett in one episode and then gone. And I was a little bit like, oh, really? I thought that was the whole point. I thought we were all, everything was building to him finding Ahsoka. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like you, I don't want it to be the Ahsoka show and she just hijacks the whole thing for Mando and it's not about him anymore. Mm-hmm. So like that's somewhere in the middle, like, I don't know, let's see, I'm, I'm both happy that she just did her bit and then left and left because it's not about her, it's about Mando. And also a little bit disappointed that we're not getting just, just some more recurring characters really because it's all very much um, Mando and the child are the only two characters who are in every single episode. Um, and that has changed this week. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we have got some people starting to come back and I think that we'll get even more of that going forward. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah I was, well, I mean, something that's happened in this episode has already confirmed that that's going to be, there's going to be more of people turning up. There's Bill Burr's character who was, yeah. you know, I mean, we're, we're past the point of spoilers now, I presume. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but I'm presuming that nobody is listening to this no. with the expectation that we're only going to talk about one. You know, we're doing a double. So mm. more for you. Uh, or if I have spoiled it, I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't um, and yeah, so one just one last thing to say about um, that final episode is, uh, the, the previous episode, sorry, is the music. The music. Oh yeah, like the pan pipes. Oh, so good. And you get Ahsoka's theme. Um, that became, that was really like, well established in the Clone Wars, and then they they brought it back for um, Rebels. She has her own little theme that's similar to like Ray's theme and all the rest of it. But even just there was a point where she, when she's explaining Grogu's backstory, she goes, "I knew one one person like this, a brave, uh, a wise master called Yoda." And as she yeah. as she name drops Yoda, you just get a little tiny bit of Yoda's theme in the background. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, this is perfect. This is so perfect. I love it. It's just like this guy, uh, Ludwig Gordonson, has been doing the music for this. Yeah, and fuck me, this guy's awesome and needs to get every, every award going um, because he just does such a great job. Kind um, of is already, though, isn't he? Like... I think so, yeah. I think so. Um, he's, he's doing well off the back of it, definitely. But, uh, but just like, that was the one thing that struck me. He, like, and, each, and he's kind of reinventing it every episode because, like I say, this, that one was very much a Kurosawa samurai film inspired and yeah. that's reflected in the score. And so, right, next time it's going to be more of a Western because we're on Tatooine, so it's going to, it's going to have, use different instruments. But, so, but like... But go, saying about the, uh, the Jedi episode, the yeah. way that it's... Um, like the production design on that as well is mm. it's fantastic because it oh, does. Yeah. It's set in this fortress that is sort of set in as if it was in like a feudal Japanese era sort of village. So there's yeah. like the, the, there's the, there are the walls and the big, and there's the big bell. And then there's the guys around the outside and outside of these sort of forests that have been burned away because they're exploiting the environment. And it's moving on into the sort of the industrial side of things, which is when the sort of the samurai sort of were known no longer needed yeah, so exactly, it's, yeah. it's, it's as that moves on so it's very very representative of that is very strongly like leaning into um all of this sort of japanese sort of feudal like what well, like we sort of keep saying like this samurai feudal era sort of akira kurosawa um era of sort of production and it's 
fucking works perfectly. It's oh, yeah. So good. And just like all the little details they have, like, yeah, you see this town and we see all that, like, it's all grubby and dirty. You've got these guys who are strung up in on yeah. in these cages, which is really horrific. And the minute you step through the door into... Oh, like the standing torture. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was really well done. Like, they do the, you know, electrocution say, thing. When we spoke about that last uh, last week, you said that was done in Rebels, the hero or something? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was a similar thing. It's kind of... Um, not just just the idea of using electricity as torture. There was a, there was a bit of that with Hero at one point, but then that's been done. Right. I mean, that goes all the way back to you know um, Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> where they're using yeah. um, some sparks it's to like hurt. Heat. But yeah. they, he was like lowered onto like a torture device. But I yeah. I thought yeah, sorry, I thought it was like a lot yeah. more similar. Um, but then um, yeah, I just love the bit where yeah, when you step through into the magistrates. Um, part of town suddenly it's, it's this lovely spacious like garden um with water features and she's feeding her and it's just like that, that lovely that like it tells you so like visual storytelling it tells you so much about yeah. what what the situation in this town is without saying anything without dumping a load of exposition on you um yeah which is and that's brilliant. one of the one of like the really amazing things i'm finding with like man uh like mando specifically is the visual language yeah it's the way that things are, you're told by the environment. You're not told by somebody expositing it down the camera at you and being like, oh my God, this fortress is amazing. You live like this and they live like that. You know, like, yeah. it doesn't need to. It, it, it appreciates, it recognizes that you're probably going to get that by looking at something. And one thing that they also do that I thought was really clever, they made um, the magistrate's palace look almost exactly like jabbers yeah it's true yeah and you go oh shit actually yeah that does make a lot more sense because she is corrupt as fuck yeah um and we then we get yeah and the other big sort of name drop that we get in all that is yeah after the big we have so we have this amazing fight between um ahsoka and the magistrate and then we get ahsoka's end game she asks yeah. her where is your master where is grand admiral thrawn yeah so you're gonna have to tell me you're gonna yeah. have to do some exposition down camera about this. Ah, uh, shit! <laughs> Damn it! We said we weren't gonna do that. Um, well, no, it's a rebels thing. It's it's something that tied up from the end of rebels. Yeah, because I know that Thrawn is like by and by the like one of the most popular characters to ever come out of any of sort of the Star Wars legends yeah. side of things. So I know that, and I'm aware that he's an alien in a largely xenophobic in you know imperial force and stuff like that but i don't know where he comes from on the rest of the side of things so you're gonna have to i'm gonna leave that at your feet okay so basically what they did was um it was in the fourth was it the fourth or third um season of rebels they brought him in and they basically they've canonized him they've taken again like you said they've taken what was one of everyone's favorite um uh, extended universe characters from the books. For, there was a Thrawn trilogy, and then they've incorporated that into now the Disney um, canon. Um, and okay. they brought him in. He was like the main one of the main villains for the last two seasons of Rebels. Cool. And he was fucking brilliant. He was exactly the character that people remember from the Thrawn. But he was this kind of you know um, Machiavellian, like always thinking five steps ahead. Um, right. He's got this whole thing about. Um, he understands his enemy through understanding their art and culture, which is a whole thing that was in the books. 
So he really like he delves into all of like Sabine's artwork and all that, and to understand who she is and what she's all about, and use and turn that against uh, them. And yeah, okay. it's really really good, really sophisticated and really great. But then basically, in terms of what's happened now, the end of the Rebels story um, has Ezra, the sort of one of the central characters of the whole of Rebels, who sort of grown up and was being taught as a Padawan. Um, it's like sacrificing himself to take out Thrawn. Um, and the idea is they have this, he, him and Thrawn are trapped on a um, Star Destroyer. And um, to, to stop him from escaping, uh, Ezra is holding him like with the force so that he can't get away as the Star Destroyer is about to just jump into hyperspace. And it's got no coordinates in the nav. No one knows where it's going. It could just go anywhere. So, oh, cool. And then it just jumps. And that's it. And then literally they sort of tie everything up and then they flash forward to the end of after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then they go, we never found, no one ever knew what happened to Ezra or Thrawn. They just disappeared. And then now that the Empire has been defeated, it's time to go find them. And then you get that scene where Ahsoka turns up and finds Sabine and the two of them fly off together to go and find Ezra and by extension find Thrawn. Yeah. And that's it. And we don't know what happened after that. And then the next we hear... So we now find out that she's still hunting Thrawn. Or, like, there's so many things that it raises, like, has she already found Ezra and now she's looking for Thrawn? Are they still together? Uh, okay, is has, Ezra the Jedi that found... Is Ezra is it, so do, do you think... This is, again, this is speculation on... Um, when Ahsoka was sort of saying, um, you know, place him on this stone and he'll reach out and if anyone's there then he will so do you think that could be Ezra maybe but I don't know I feel like that's part of the issue that I have with uh, this new quest that Ahsoka's put them on is that basically what Ahsoka says is that she won't train Goku because she's he's too attached to Din and yeah. like he's got and he's got too much fear like he's got fear in him fear of loss and fear of you know an anger and all the rest of it Okay. And we've seen that demonstrate. Like, there was that point in season one where like Kara and Amanda were arm wrestling and then um, Grogu reached out and started choking Kara. Do you remember that? Yeah. And that's the whole thing. So he's got all this like attachment to him. She's going, I won't train him because he's too attached. And I've seen what he can do to the best of us. And obviously she's talking about um, Anakin because she yeah. saw his whole fall and like confronted him as Vader in Rebels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then she says that and goes, oh, then go to Tithor and reach out for any Jedi that are out there. If she's thinking of Ezra, then it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, well, Ezra's like not in a better position to train than you are. You're a lot more experienced. You, if anything, you were training Ezra. You were kind of a de facto second teacher for him. So why would Ezra be in a better position to tr- train him? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like the only other person that I can think that's around at this time that could possibly train him is Luke. Mm. she knows about Luke then why isn't she going and talking to Luke mm. I don't know it just seems a bit of a weird but then that's why I thought and this got kind of blown out of the water by watching this episode I thought what I liked about it was that she said take Grogu there and what will happen either he'll reach out with the force or he'll make whatever but the idea was that they put the choice in his hands yeah. which I really liked because that's the problem that they always have with the Jedi is that they just decide that these kids, oh, you're force sensitive, you're coming with us. And they don't have any choice in the matter. Yeah. 
and they just take them away from their families and just say, oh, you're going to be a Jedi now and this is your life. Tough shit. Whereas they're putting, they're letting Grogu have that agency and letting him choose his own path, which I thought was really good. So I thought what was going to happen was Mando would go there, put him on the stone and Grogu would just go, I'm not going to reach out with the force because I, I'm with you. And he would rather choose the way of the Mandalorian and be a foundling than be a Jedi. Yeah. That's where I thought they were going with it. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or it seems like I mean, I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it might be that way. It might be completely the opposite. But at the same time, I think... <sighs> I think with the way that we've been shown how Grogu uses the Force and reacts in those ways and uses the Force instinctively rather than reactively, Mm. you know? So I think, yeah. Yeah, because I never sort of got that much further ahead with it than being like oh I wonder what this is mm. you know yeah I don't know I, um... but I think yeah I think he's always going to have some sort of force connection and I think mm. the way that this season's going to play out um, might play out I hope it plays out a bit well uh, you, you know you say that everything that we've so most of the things that I've sort of thought about or predicted or we've spoken about have kind of come true, but not in a, not in a, oh, I saw that coming, but in a, that's logically where this would work. Yeah, that makes and sense. Yeah. I'm really happy that it's done that. Yeah. At no point have I gone, Oh, saw that coming. No, I've got no doubt that what they do will make sense, I guess. It's just a case of, yeah. at the moment, the whole Ahsoka turning her back and not training him, just, I'm going, well, if you can't do it, who can? And yeah. I'm sure they'll probably have a good answer for that, and it'll either be a case of, like, also say... Also, remember, she isn't a Jedi, like you were saying. No, true, she's not. You know, and, she, but then not, she also... She doesn't have that duty. Yeah, and uh, I think I remember, I read something about it the other day, and it was like, if you think about Ahsoka's lineage in terms of the masters who trained her, it's all just been failure after failure. Like, mm. Obi-Wan trained Anakin, Obi-Wan failed Anakin. Anakin trained her, Anakin failed her, and she left the whole order. So, and like, so she's just like, and the, the Jedi told Anakin, you know, were always on about, you know, don't have attachment, don't have compassion, all the rest of it. And, Je- and Anakin kept pushing against that. And she was like, yeah, right on, let's, let's push against that. Let's be our own people. And then it turned out, I oh, know the, the council were right because look what happened to Anakin. So like, I can see why she would have all these hang-ups about not wanting to train someone. So I get that, but I don't know. Like, If it is Ezra, that won't make a lot of sense to me. I just don't, yeah. No. They're like skipping well, over... Was, um, I don't know, actually. I don't know, is that spoilers to ask if... What, Kanan? Cal? No, Kanan, um, I don't know, maybe. I'd, but then the other one is Cal Kestis, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like that would be just a tease for like Fallen Order 2. Um, but I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think with Cal Kestis as well, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lot to explain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if they do a, hey, if they do like a good a 50, enough... That's a 15-hour game, 15, 20-hour game. True, but I mean, you know, if they can do the same, it's, they manage to just, 
did the same thing with Ahsoka. They, you know, if you hadn't, again, you've watched some, but if you hadn't watched any, it probably still would have worked. She served the role that she needed to serve in that story. And if they can do that with Cal, then yeah. why not? You don't yeah. need to have watched 30 hours worth we're of... Gonna lean into the fact that you go, or be aware, at least be aware of the fact that you're like, oh, right, we got this new Jedi master that's going to train Grogu. Who is it? Oh, it's this white human man. Yeah, it should be like, yeah, it should be Ahsoka. Like, and that's part of my... Like, could, mm. Like, so it would be great if it was Ahsoka, but then it would become the Ahsoka show. And then also, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm split. I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. But anyway, let's, enough of that. Let's talk about this new episode. Yeah, because that was an hour on one episode. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> there's just there's loads of Jedi shit to talk about. There's yeah, going to be more... Lot, of... but like, I don't think we need to sort of... Yeah, I don't think we need to sort of... Like, yeah. Everyone's going to have seen today's episode. Yeah. It was 27 minutes long. It's the shortest episode this being of The Mandalorian. I didn't so even fucking notice. I didn't even notice. It was so great. It was just, it didn't fuck about. It went straight I in. I very much noticed because I got to, I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen now? Oh yeah. God, it's going to end. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, or, or not even, oh God, oh God, it's just ended. Like the difference, like with Mando versus something like Golden Compass. Mm. Golden Compass. Stop calling uh, it Golden Compass. You're doing it on purpose now. It's his dark materials. If you do it... It's wedged in my head as that now. Well, fucking stop it. You shut up. Um, Anyway. Um, Dark materials. The difference with that is that I know when it's going to end. I know when each episode is going to end because you get to a point, get to a real high point. You go, oh, God. Oh, it's going to finish. Yeah, Mando like always keeps you on your toes because it could be an hour long yeah. episode or it could be half an hour. You don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like Netflix pioneered this with um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. The OA. Yeah. So it did this this thing where it's like the first episode was forty eight minutes long, the second episode was twenty six. Yeah. And it jumped around, but it works so well because you yeah. don't know how long it's going to be, and going into each episode like. Like I probably will now. It'll be one of those things that I pick up on unintentionally. Is like, oh yeah, this episode is going to be this. Yeah, and I, I will sort of probably glance at it unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. but I, I try. Time, I try not to. I try to just go into it, and then at the yeah, end, of it, I, I realize, didn't. I didn't know today. Yeah. But I genuinely like the point that it ended today with. Um, I forgot his name now. Um, the, but the, the the point where it ended today, I was fully expecting another fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, that's so like I thought. Well, fifteen minutes. Yeah. I thought they were going to do a whole. Um, what I'm assuming the next episode is going to be in this episode. So, uh, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. We've got to explain what happens. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we we jump straight into. Um, Mando arriving at this ancient Jedi um, planet called Tython, which has got a whole lineage. Like apparently, it was a, it's a whole starting point in like Knights of the Old Republic games and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, being, like, it's in Knights of the Republic, it's in Legends. It's yeah, in it's a, it's like the ancestral home of the Jedi. But the idea is that he's going to find this seeing stone, put Grogu on it, and he's going to reach. If he wants to, he's going to reach out with the Force, and potentially Jedi can find him. Yeah. Um, but we get this really nice scene at the beginning, which is you know pre-credits, where it's just um, Mando and the kid, 
Um, and he's just like, every time he goes, he goes, Grogu. And then he gets the, he does this little noise and looks over at him. And she, yeah. <laughs> But like, you get like Mando himself, like just laughing at it because he's just he, taking some joy out of the fact that every time I say his name, he just, he lights up. He loves it. Um, and he goes, right, here you go. We're going to find you this place. Um, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And then the title comes in and he goes, chapter, th- chapter 14, the tragedy. And I'm like, oh my God, what does that mean? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, and that's yeah. one of the ones where I'm really glad I didn't know the name of the episode beforehand because that had such a massive impact. Um, yeah. They set that up and really well. The, um, the tragedy. The, 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 the tragedy. Part of what sort of got me with that was that when I was like, huh, the tragedy, I was like, have I ever told you the story? <laughs> it was Darth Plagueis the Wise. And I was like, hey, wasn't that a tragedy? Wasn't yeah, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's going to be an old man being weird. No, it's going to turn out that Grogu is a clone of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Grogu is a clone of Palpatine's cousin. Oh, fuck off. No, um, no more Palpatine connections. Um, but um, yeah, but then they get there, and then and that's it. They just like they like say it's twenty seven minutes. So they fucking book it. Like he just he lands and he's there, and he doesn't like. I thought, are they going to spend the whole of this episode just trying to find the scene stone? He goes, nope, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh no, I'm not going to be. And then he goes, oh, I'm not going to be able to land. I'm going, oh for fuck's sake! Now he's going to spend a whole. He's going to do like a vision quest where he has to trek up to it and go through some trials. Nope, I'm going to use the jetpack and just fly straight there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like he's sat on the scene stone within the first five minutes of the episode. Like yeah. it's just it's so quick. I love it. Um because I think they know at this also, point. Go on. We uh we're getting a I'm not the only person that's getting a pretty heavy weather top vibe. Oh yeah, it definitely looks like weather top. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Especially with what happens later in the episode as well. Yeah, it's a great um mix. It's a mixture of like Weathertop and then obviously I was thinking of the um the stone from The Last Jedi where Luke is sat. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. Um that's so you mix that sort of Jedi iconography with Weathertop and you've got where we are. Um, yeah. so that's fucking cool. Um but yeah, so then basically what <laughs> we we get to that um you know we put him on the stone and we go and it seems like nothing's going to happen. And it's a bit, Oh shit, what's going to go. And we did already have that bit with Mando where it was like, he was hoping that he wouldn't be able to use the force to get the little ball. And yeah. then he does. And he goes, ah, dang ferret, which has become their new catchphrase. Everyone says it every episode. Yeah. He goes, no, it's okay. I just, I wish that you hadn't done that because that means that you wouldn't have wanted to be a Jedi. You know, I could have kept you for myself sort of thing, which is really sad. Um, but then, yeah, so again, after a bit of a delay, suddenly the thing literally lights up and we get a blue sky beam in the sky from Grogu as he's yeah. like holding his hand in, a, like, in the sort of, in like a Buddhist sort of like he's meditating, um, like hand gesture. Yeah. And then it's like, it's, it, there's a force field around it. So Mando on a couple of occasions tries to go through and grab him when shit starts going down and he can't. Um, so it basically means the rest of the episode is all just about protecting Grogu on this on this plinth as he's presumably calling out across the yeah. universe for Jedi, um, and he needs protecting because after about again after that lights up, literally not thirty seconds later, fucking ship slave turns one up, but not any ship. It's fucking Slave One. And I just, oh, as it turned out, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> looking a little worse for wear. Yeah, it looks fucked. Yeah. 
Exactly. But, you know, it's a, it's a classic. You know, it's not, what, 50 years old now. I like your shit, Boba. Not crazy about the name, though. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck. I, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, it's Boba Fett. Like, and again, this is one of the ones where I did not see this coming. No. Like, I had all kinds of theories about, oh, obviously Gideon's going to show up with the Dark Troopers or, you know, all these different things. But like, I was excited from the moment that the previously on started on this episode where we, we saw um, Ming Yar Wen's character oh, yeah. getting picked up in the desert. Oh, I can never remember her name. Yeah. And the minute, even from the yeah, from the previously on, I was excited because I thought, oh fuck, they're picking that up. I've been waiting for them to pick that plot thread up since for you know a year. <laughs> like finally. Yeah. Um and then yeah, we get this massive reveal. And like again, this is another one I'm in kind of two minds about. Do you think would it have been better if we had seen previously in this season at some point Boba and Ming Yawen tracking Mando like as a little tag at the end of one of the episodes or something? Or is it better um, the way it is because no, it's so I, out of nowhere? Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'm, yeah. For me, it was, yeah, it was better that way. I think if we'd have seen it, it would have been... It could have been like two or three episodes ago, like after know, the end yeah, of like no, I think Bo-Katan it would have spoiled episode. it. Yeah, maybe. I think it would have spoiled it for me because I think it added so much more to the excitement. Like, oh shit, this is happening now? Like, well, like, right I just now, like, I don't like, even oh, know. I thought this was going to be the dark troopers. I thought that this was going to be, you know, I thought this was going to be Gideon. Oh, that and too. Like, but that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking both, um, and that's what that's what sort of pushed this episode so much to that limit for me. Was because yeah. I was like, I thought this was going to be one thing, and it was another. But it's yeah. also the one thing that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it covered everything, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah, and it, they, even like, I mean, oh God, I, this show's great because like it always comes back and just it any issues that you have, it like resolves them the following week. Uh, so I, one of the things that I found watching the um, Ahsoka episode the second time, like I love the aesthetic and I love it, it's all like dark and, and misty and all the rest of it. But at the same time, it would be great if we, I could, you know, some of the action sequences were in like broad daylight and I could see what was going on there. And then sure enough, how do they follow up? They do an episode where, the vast majority of the runtime is a massive action sequence in broad daylight where you can see absolutely everything that's going on and what people are doing and it's fucking badass. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, all right, yeah. And that is one <laughs> thing that I was going to say about sort of towards the, you know, I mean, we've spoken a lot about other bits, but um, one thing I will say about that, like last week, there did seem to be a slight limitation with that tech that they're using of this sort of like magic sound stage. Yeah. Because everything looked very small yeah like nothing looked grand it was it, it was like reminiscent of like a video game from like the mid 2000s where like you can you can see so you've got like this giant skybox but it's but everything's a bit misty yeah and they make up for that with like as we've talked about the production design and the world building that they do in with the limited amount of space they have so like they they basically in last episode it was like one main main street in that town and then yeah. magistrate's courtyard, and that's it. But they use those to such great effect. Um, but it is telling that that's kind of all they had. Um, yeah. But yeah, but that again, they kind of made up for that in this one because they have a whole like mountain top, um, <laughs> like all these different. All, They're literally fighting on a mountain. I'm and sorry. you have you like these overhead sort of like bird's eye view shots. You have all kinds of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. You got, like, and drone tracking shots as well of like yeah. uh, like Fennec being chased. 
or being shot at while she's running along all these giant boulders. Yeah. Oh, the boulder, like, fuck. The boulder as it comes down the hill and just smashes everything, including the e-web. <laughs> yeah. So many great action beats in this whole episode because it is just a massive action sequence, really. It's like, a, yeah, in, like for a 37-minute episode, it must be 20 minutes worth 20, of action. 27. 27. Fucking 27 hell. minutes this episode is. Fucking hell. And yeah. like, that's, the, that's the thing that I want to reinforce is that one of the things that I was thinking about this afternoon, I was like, right, well, we're going to record tonight, so I need to think of positives and negatives. I need to, you know, try and be as balanced as I can. Right, what's the negative part of this? Well, you know, take out the action and one tiny thing, two things happen. And then I was like, oh, well, actually, one thing happened, two things happened, three things happened, three and a half things happened. And then I was like, it's 27 minutes long. Yeah. And I was like, no, fuck, like this fucking show. Like, yeah. But it can get away with it because it buys so much goodwill with some things that it sort of, it's like, look, you know, we might not be a very long episode, but what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, but if you are a Star Wars fan. Yeah, you're going to go nuts. <laughs> you're going to see slave one you're going to see boba fett in action you're going to see dark troopers you're going to see you're going to see a you know a battalion of stormtroopers turning up and having to defend off you're going to see a child reach out with the force across the universe in an ancient jedi temple like yeah yeah. you're going to see the dark saber you're going to see mando kicking us you're going to see fennec kicking us you're going to see stormtroopers just getting absolutely like there's a shot when it shows oh yeah yeah, stormtroopers helmet yeah, helmet just absolutely smashed inward, and you're like, "That's a level that we've not seen yeah, since yeah, Rogue yeah. One." Yeah, <laughs> where Donnie Yen um, absolutely wrecks a stormtrooper and smashes the face piece off. Yeah, and you're like, "This is brilliant!" Like, this is what I want. I like to see this sort of like brutal side of Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is great because everyone's got laser guns, and you shoot a bad guy, they get a little lick of flame, and they're dead. Yeah, you know, not everyone's pouring blood out, gas, gas wounds, and like limbs flying off and blood spinning around. Yeah, but every now and again, come on, like, and yeah, he is being hit with a gaffy stick in the face, so it is gonna smash that helmet yeah. in. And it's great, and like, and like you say, that that little added brutality, I think, it's probably down to the director on this episode, which is Robert Rodriguez. Yes, I remember when when that that came up at the end. It was like directed by Robert Rodriguez. I'm like, fuck, of course oh, it was. That's fucking brilliant. Took. Yeah, I did double take, and I was like, oh, it's not the Robert Rodriguez. Then it's like, you know, there must, there must be two like, of them in the union. Yeah, there's <laughs> you know, there's because there's a Ralph Macchio who was in Karate Kid and he's in Cobra Kai, and there's a Ralph Macchio that works at Marvel Comics. Had two different people with the same name. Maybe this is that thing. And then I was like. Looked up. Nope. 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 Yep. Yeah, exactly. Kept that quiet, didn't they? No, I think they might have said. I think I, I do remember hearing something about him directing an episode this season, but it was never. No, none of it's ever been confirmed. Um, like we know, like we the list of directors came out. Like we knew Bryce Dallas Howard was was, was directing one, and Peyton Reed was directing one, um, and Favreau's directing two. But we don't know what. We don't know which ones. So I think like Favreau's probably going to be directing the finale. Maybe. Um, I know he directed yeah, the first probably. two, didn't he? Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't. But I remember hearing a rumor about um, about him doing one. I get. I tell you what, the next big get is going to be, and it might have to be for season three. But can you imagine Spielberg? <laughs> Spielberg. Reckon... I reckon they'll do it. I reckon he'll do it. Yeah. But he's always had that sort of like thing with Luke, as uh, 
like George. Because yeah, he has, but that's like Spielberg. Um, Indy was Stevens, and Star Wars was George's. Yeah, but it's, we're know, not talking about like, a movie though. We're talking about an episode of TV that you can make whatever he wants it to be. Like whatever you know, look at all the scripts and go that one. I want to do that one. Yeah, it'd have to be season three though, wouldn't it? Oh no, it can't be this season. No, but I can just I can still definitely see that happening. Um, yeah, because they've obviously worked together a lot, and I think there was like he directed like sequences on, or did the like he directed some stuff on um, Revenge of the Sith. Did he? Yeah, like it was like some of the second unit stuff when George was like, wasn't he like asked Stephen to help him? And he directed it. Oh, that's good. Um, so I wouldn't, I really would not be surprised. Um, and he's always, yeah, he's a director. George Lucas is not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, fuck oh. me, this episode. <laughs> so yeah, Boba Fett turns up um, with uh, fucking Ming Wen's character. I keep his name at Fennec. Fennec. Um, and they're like, right, give me my armor back. It belongs to me. And they go through the whole rig and roll. Right, well, are you a Mandalorian? No. Like, right, okay, so you, you can't have it then. He goes, no, but my father was a Mandalorian. I'm just an honest man trying to make his way in the galaxy. And it's like, and it's Tamira Morrison saying it, which was what, exactly the line that he said back in Attack of the Clones as Django Fett. And it's like, yeah. they're, they're rehabilitating not only Boba, but Django as well. Like, it's stretching all the way back to like the prequel era. And it's just like, the thing this, is, he was Django. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what I mean, yeah. This yeah. is the first time he's been Boba Fett. This is the first time we've seen him. Like, well, we saw obviously that that glimpse we got of him at the end of the first episode, but this is him actually taking yeah. ownership of the character of Boba Fett, um, and he fucking nails it. And and yeah, having that whole sequence with where he just takes everyone out with the gaffy stick before he gets the armor is fucking amazing. Um, and then he gets the armor back, and that's even better. <laughs> like, he gets his Millennium Falcon moment in the <laughs> Boba Fett armor. Yeah. And that's like, I'm so so fucking happy with it. And it's like, like I know that I've complained about the Falcon moments, like in other ones, but yeah. this is, I don't know, this was sort of done differently. Um, I don't know, this one felt different. It didn't feel as lazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's like. Term. Yeah, I, th- I think it's because the fight had gone on for long enough and they'd held their own for long enough, hadn't they? They're like, it wasn't just, uh, they weren't quick, yeah. it wasn't like they also, were quickly just, overwhelmed. Yeah, it also wasn't like a all of a sudden sweep in, do one thing, done. It no. was like he came in, he fucking cleaned up, and this is something that we've waited 36 years for. What, for actually, Bob Fett to do something? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and we have kind of seen because a bit he's a of it. Great action figure, As, and this is what I was saying to you. Like, I don't know if we were recording before, but yeah. like, I've spent the majority of my adult life pissing, moaning at people about who say about how fucking cool Boba Fett is, and I'm like, he's an action figure. Like, that's it. Yeah. Until now. And finally, now they've yeah, and like and they were going, they went some of the way there with that first episode where we got you know um, Timothy Oliphant's character coming into the bar and just wrecking everyone. But we always knew in the back of our heads, like, yeah, he's wearing the armor, but that's not Boba Fett. And now this time they go, yeah. oh no, he's wearing the armor, and that is Boba, and he's already like by having that sequence of him kicking ass out of the armor, we've established that he's a badass and we love him already. Now put him yeah. in the armor and see what he can do. Oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 
this is yeah. great this is awesome um and i love yeah mando gets some, some amazing moments we get some great stuff with um fennec uh with her like fending off all the stormtroopers with this massive like rifle that she's got um yeah it's a she's bit, supposed to be like the best sniper or yeah um it's a little bit of a shame that they keep um minya went you know keep her in a um helmet for a lot of it because like having seen you know agents of shield and stuff i know full well that she can do a lot of that stunt work herself um so it would have been great to see her out of the helmet just because i know that she would have thrown down just as bad just as well and for all i know that was her in the helmet but but, you know slight shame um and yeah Yeah, i love mando sort of of like mark things a bit differently yeah um and yeah i love mando when he turns up to help um because he realizes that he tries again to get the kid out when like more stormtroopers keep turning up um he realizes he can't so he comes to help but at one point he's literally just being a human shield with his best guard like he's getting absolutely peppered with like blaster bolts they're just pinging off him left and right as she's sort of crouching behind him and like and taking aim and it's just like fuck me this best guard is like ridiculous it's like yeah there's like there is a reason why best guard's legendary but at the same time you're like invincible yeah, does it make you invincible? Are you too OP? But then at the same time, I mean, we've seen him take a hit. Like, you know, in at the end of season one, he took a real hit and he was like, he thought, you know, leave me, yeah. I'm, I'm bleeding from the head because he, like, got blown well, up, yeah, basically. Concussion. He had a concussion. Yeah, concussion, bleeding, and, like, you know, it was like, oh, shit, Frank I'm fucked. I, can't, I, can, I can bet, yeah, I fractured my skull, I can't move. And that was when he was wearing full Beskar. So it's not that he's invincible, it's just we haven't seen him get properly hurt this season yet. Yeah, and so I think do. the part of the benefit that we're going to see when Gideon's using a dark saber because we're aware that this isn't just a blaster that's just going to bounce off you know this isn't the best gun in the galaxy this is you know yeah or it would be interesting to see like if the the dark saber like we're assuming that it will be like a normal lightsaber and therefore it will get stopped by um By best guy, but what if it just off. what if he just cuts it in half immediately? Can you imagine? <laughs> cuts both of his hands off when he tries that same blocking thing. Yeah. Or do, or like, no, well, he just he he oh. brings up the the spear. He's using the oh, spear yeah. and he just cuts it in half immediately. <laughs> like oh, you go, yeah. oh fuck! I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, well, this is a man. It's a Mandalorian lightsaber. Did you think he wouldn't be good against Beskar? <laughs> think about it, like you idiot. I'm very. I doubt that would be the case because that would be a very that wouldn't be a very good fight. Um, but no. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting, and that, again, that would make perfect sense if if Mandal- if a Mandalorian was to make a lightsaber, which is exactly what the dark is meant to be, it would make perfect yeah. sense that this one would be the one that could cut through Beskar. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, another thing I was a little bit disappointed in is the dark troopers. Yeah, um, they looked cool. Don't get me wrong; they looked real cool, but I didn't think they were going to be. They looked like at the moment it looks like they're droids. I think they are. Or unless they've just got, yeah, they're, maybe they're some sort of weird cyborg type thing like Grievous where they're, they're they, you know, because they're big enough that in theory you could get a guy in there and they've got some, they've got um, robot legs and arms. Um, because I was under the impression that from what we got before, you know, the experiments they were running on and having volunteers and all the rest of it, that there were, there were some troopers actually, you know, some flesh and blood people that they were, they were doing this to. And if it turns out that they're just a bunch of roided out battle droids, that's a little bit disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know how to feel about that at the moment. Cause I'm just yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm waiting. When, for, yeah, I'll see. Because I know that the facility that they're at is something different and mm. that they need the blood for that because obviously I'm presuming that the reason that they um, need the blood is to be able to make something. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I was under the like, impression I, that... I didn't think they were doing it for the Dark Troopers. I thought the Dark Troopers were something else. Yeah, see, I thought it was it all linked. established yeah. in... Um, and again, this is a... Oh, you should, did you not read the tie-in novel? Like in Alphabet Squad, they talk mm. about um, uh, Death Troopers. Oh, do they? Yeah, they talk about... Um, they say about... Uh, there's this guy that's like on to the, oh, it's called, I can't remember what it's called, Traitors something. Right. It's like Traitors Reef or something where they all, where all these former Imperials like go. Yeah. And they're all trying to hide out from the New Republic because they're just, they're all being rounded up and like sent to like prison camps and stuff. Yeah. There's the Nuremberg trials. Yeah. Nuremberg. 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 That's, and, that's what I said. Um, and, um, yeah, they're all like being like arrested and stuff. Like some of them are being taken on, but they're like, oh well. Like part of this whole book is about a pilot who was like an ace pilot for Shadow Wing in the Imperials, mm. joining the Republic as a pilot and learning to ingratiate herself with these people who have lost friends and families and loved ones. Yes, yeah. because of Shadow Wing. But they talk in that and they say about how like um, people are chosen, like stormtroopers are chosen to be like a death trooper, but they're physically augmented. So they okay. are like covered in scars. Okay. Like scars and wounds and where like these, um, um, yeah, these like augmentations and stuff are like, they like some of them, they might not have like set, like set properly. They might not like their body might have rejected them. So they just, they can't be a death trooper, but they're still just like a horribly scarred man. Oh, fuck. Well, like, am like I right? That. Death troopers, am I right? Am I right? They're the ones with the they're black armored stormtroopers that we saw in like Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue That's One death and in the last two episodes of Mando season one. Yes. Yeah, we saw them there, didn't we? And I think, yeah, we probably would have seen them in um, things like uh, Fallen Order. Uh, they've sort of been canonized. They've become part of the, the thing now. But they're not, those death troopers, they're not the same as dark troopers, which we see in this episode for the first time. They've got a whole other sort of lineage that goes back into the old games, into Dark Forces and Jedi Knight 2, which is now part of Legends, um, which is the Karl Katarn series. Um, and, but they, yeah, so I think they... Have they been canonized, Karl um Carl Katarn has well no nothing from that has until now now dark, now dark troopers are now canonized as of today right. um they are now in the in the canon um so again they they're picking and choosing same like they did with Thrawn um um oh fuck, I was going to say something about who they should cast as Thrawn but we'll talk about that later um, no I was going to say um the guy who did the voice Exactly. Guy did the voice is perfect, and he's also he's Lars Mikkelsen, who was you would have seen him in you know in Sherlock, in the third series I think it is where he has oh, um, okay yeah um and he has it's the guy who like he's a poor poor man's um, Moriarty basically right um he's uh, Charles Augustus Magnuson or something is is the name of the character isn't it um but again sociopathic and it's the, like I say it's the same guy who does the voice of Thrawn in the, in the um. Uh, 
animated show. And then it's also um, Lars Mikkelsen, he's Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Is he? Which is quite cool. I quite like that. Okay, that's very cool. Um, so yeah, it'd be great if they could just get him, cover him in blue makeup and make him yeah, do the voice, be the character again. That'd be great. Um, or failing that, Cumberbatch. Do you know who they should get? What's his name? Um, who's the guy from Mission Impossible? Oh now. yeah, yeah, that's not bad. The Solomon Lane. I know you mean. I can't remember the name yeah. of the actor now. Sean Harris. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, Jared Harris, Sean Harris. Those are both good shouts. I reckon. Just a Harris. Just get Harris. Just one of the Harrises. Yeah. Um. Anyway, no. Dark Troopers is the first time we've seen them. I I just hope they're not just droids because I think that's just we've seen so many you know armies of robots. Not just in Star Wars, but just in everything. Um. I I was a lot more. I was excited for the idea of them doing force sensitive troopers and that would be the point of what they were doing with baby yoda because that would be a uniquely star wars thing that no one else could do yeah um whereas some black big robot things that you gotta kill like that's just that's that's everything isn't it that's just it's really generic um yeah and it's just yeah as, as cool as they look um it's just it's just not that interesting um, uh, yeah, I mean that's was, the thing. Yeah. Like the last thing that I wanted to see was like, now you've been injected with the force. Like I didn't want the force to be like an injection. Or no, well, that's that's kind. Of, that's what again. That's where I thought they were going. I thought they were going to go. You know, this is what we've done. And it, it. That's why the guys in the in the tubes were just deformed and fucked because they tried to artificially give someone the force, and then it was going to be a yeah. case of you can't do that. That's against the laws of nature, sort of thing. But like. The, the empire trying to do it anyway because they're bastards. I thought that's where they were going. They could they could still be doing that because we know they're definitely still using Yoda, you know, sorry, uh, Grogu for experiments and his blood for experiments. But now I'm worried that if it's not the Dark Troopers and the Dark Troopers are just robots, then like, are they doing the Snoke Palpatine stuff? Because I really fucking hope not. Um. Because that's what a lot of people are theorizing. Again, that thing in the tank looked a little bit smoky. Yeah, I think, I think that's like, probably where they're going to go. Oh, please don't. I legitimately do. Like, I think, but it will. Oh, I hope they don't do that. I think they'll go there because we're still like thirty years out. Yeah. Or like twenty, well, twenty-six years out. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do because it's going to tie into the universe and it's not going to be something that's just like cut off really quickly. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we try to do this and it doesn't have an effect on the wider universe, but maybe this now. No, I, I think, think if they're trying to do that, the... they're like, we're trying to clone. If mm. they're trying to clone Palpatine, they're like, we're trying to do this, we're trying to bring the back because then it would make, you know, like we we're always saying about like retroactively making things better. Do you think yeah. they could retroactively make nine better by Explaining showing that. this stuff? Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in there. Because then they can start showing that you know he's the Moff Gideon, Gideon and Thrawn are two people that are instrumental in the formation of the First Order. You know, yeah. and that they have got this like broken body puppet who they're like, right, we'll put this guy in because then. You know, people are going to see him as like this, um, 
megalomaniacal villain that's going to be sort of delivering big monologues and sort of strong with the force and appears in giant holograms and stuff like that. And then, but this, but then Gideon and Thrawn are the people in the background pulling the strings. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I because uh, what, yeah, like, not to say that we're not going to get a massive time jump mm. at some point where we're going to get a sequel series to nine mm. where it's fucking, um, you know, like a teenage or as you know, in another 30 years, 40 years, he'll be a teenager like Grogu and like a worn out Din, like mm. going around smashing jars with emperor goo in it <laughs> you know that's, that's a hell of a pitch <laughs> like they're just going around like <laughs> kicking the jars and just they're like oh, pushing them over and taking the lid off and they're like oh that one's spoiled <laughs> for fuck's sake yeah I mean, like, they, but something yeah. like that or like you know i'm being yeah. glib but i know, I know like I know. something along those lines that we can see that in the future where yeah i mean like I'll say this: like Filoni with the Clone Wars, he rehabilitated the that whole era of Star Wars for me personally. I always, I never, I always hated the prequels in my head. I wanted to just delete them out of my brain and just forget they ever happened. Um, as you know, as is well documented. <laughs> um, but in getting into the Clone Wars, he rehabilitated, you know, you no, know, a whole era of Star Wars. He even made Anakin a compelling and interesting character he like he he added more to obi-wan he gave us more maul and then on top of all that he also invented a brand new character which has become one of everyone's favorite characters in star wars in ahsoka tano so if he's going to do something similar with the sequel trilogy and back backwards explain a lot of stuff and make it better then fine i guess but i would just rather you know at the moment i'm kicking against that because i would just rather him do his own thing but I could be sat here in three years' time going, wow, he's really he's made the whole thing so much yeah. better and I can't wait to watch The Rise of Skywalker again. And that like, that hurts to say, oh. But you say oh. that, but like... A bit, of, a bit of me just died. Hang on. But you say that, but how compelled have you been to go back and watch episode three from Rebels? Uh, well, it's, but you've not not really because you've retroactively you're like it's done this better that makes more sense. retroactively. You say that it, you know it's I watched, not driving me to do it. You know what I watched the other week. What I watched so that someone's done a, a um, fan edit where they've taken the because there's obviously the last four episodes of um, Clone Wars series yeah. happens concurrently with Attack of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, um, so about halfway through, like. Um, Order 66 happens. Um, and like, whilst Obi-Wan's fighting uh, Grievous, Ahsoka is fighting Darth Maul, and that's all happening at the same time. And someone's done edit of the movie of Revenge of the Sith with all the Clone Wars episodes cut into it as well. Oh, shit. Not just, not whole episodes, but like scene by scene, chronologically, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I watched that. So it ends up being like a three and a half hour cut of the movie. Um, and I watched that, and it's better. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, there, there you go. There's your answer in terms of did I, did I feel compelled to go back to it in a way, sort of. In a way. In a way. Um. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap it up because we've been talking for a long time. Um. Yeah. Yes, but we have. Mando's fucking brilliant. I can't wait to see what happens when we get 
the next episode that we talk about Mandalorian is going to be talking about seven and eight finale. Um, So that will be definitely a fucking long episode and we're going to have lots of stuff to talk about. I'm sure. Um, But yeah, Mandalorian fucking brilliant. I'm sure there's going to be stuff that once we finish now, I'm going to go, fuck, I wish I mentioned that. Um, But there you go. That's that's, that's the way it is. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening guys. If you are following along with the Mandalorian, let us know your thoughts. Let us know your theories. What did you think of, Ahsoka, what did you think of this episode that's just come out with Boba Fett and all that craziness that went on? Um, and what do you think is going to happen in the end? Um, and if you guys like email them in, it'll be interesting if we can like read some of them out and talk about what the different theories were um, at this point in the season. Um, so our email address is theomcastpod at gmail.com if you wanted to do that. Or you can just send yep. us a message on uh, Facebook. We're on The Omcast. Uh, we're also The Omcast on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, so any of those places, just type in the Omcast and you will find us. Um, and thanks for listening. Um, I know a lot of you are out there still listening to us, so I appreciate that. Um, Very nice. Yeah. And apart thanks. from that, um, yeah. Anything else that you want to add, Tom? Anything we haven't talked about? Mm. Very sad. The razor is. Razor's Crest. Is the Razor fun. Crest, man. The Razor Crest. But then as he was picking through the rubble, I'm like, he's going to find that the spear is going to be the one thing that survived, isn't it? Yep. There it I is. forgot about the spear and I was like, he's definitely going to find the ball. The ball. And yeah, exactly. So there you go. Between the two of us, we knew what he was going to find then. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. Won't yeah. go into it now, but um, Mando's great. Mando's great. And he's, yeah, now it's going to be round up all his mates to go and kick the Empire's ass. And yeah. it's going to be. Although, fun. yeah, that was one thing that I didn't get that we're now going to talk about off air because we've definitely run out of time. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr's character. Why him? Well, I don't understand why he didn't just go... <laughs> why did he not go immediately back to Ahsoka? That's the first thing you do, right? Yes. You just saw her and you saw how powerful she is. She knows the kid. If you turn up and go, the kid's in trouble, she's coming. But instead yeah. you go, I'm going to go to Kara <laughs> so that I can get Bill Burr? <laughs> Very odd. Anyway, right, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. We'll see you later, next, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, like that was one thing. That I think I was he's got because like, he, he says something about he can track the the ship, is what he said, isn't it? Right. I think so. I think hopefully retroactively they'll make that make sense. He's got because he was he's ex imperial. Yeah, he's a stormtrooper. So I think it will be a case of he can do something that the other that the other people we know can't um, in terms of tracking a, an imperial ship. Um. But I think everyone's fucking coming back. I think we're going to get Bo-Katan and her lot. We're going to get um, potentially Ahsoka, um, Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Frog Lady. Frog Lady's yeah. husband. I don't, I don't think the, the, the frog... <laughs> the frogs are coming back. But they're probably the only ones who won't, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I want. And, you know, Grief Garg. I want um, Cara Dune, who is now an official um, Marshal of the New Marshall. Republic. Um, yep. So that means she'll be able to call in those X-Wing guys. Yeah, we should get Filoni back for an episode. Yeah, I think Filoni, I think or, they'll they'll do that and Filoni will die. I think Filoni will die in an X-Wing. Really? Yeah, because like, like, who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> he'll, he'll get a big moment of, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, That'd be fucking great. Yeah, I think it's going to be a full on, like, just, yeah, round up all your mates and go and kick. So that's why I thought when I thought the episode was going to go on longer, when he went and got 
um, when he, you see the razor crest and it's touching down, oh no, the slave one touching down somewhere. At first, I thought it was a Sokol's planet. Oh, really? Yeah, from the from the visual of because it like when you saw the planet, it was like they had those like you know it looked like bits were on fire, and I thought, oh, it's like the the tree lines or whatever that were on fire. But then it was like I was like, oh no, obviously it's um, what's the place called with Kyle? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, because it's a volcanic volcanic planet, isn't it? Yeah. But again, because it didn't make any sense to me that he would go to her. <laughs> Just go back to Ahsoka. She's right there. Yeah. I think it'll be like... I think if it he, might if be he, a bit hating to go back to her because she's she was like, I ain't going to help you. I've got my own shit to deal with. I guess so. But like, I, I, if but he went back... Time, I think he's going to go to... I think he's going to first go and try and find... He's going to find Bill Burr and he's going to be like, uh, I don't know how to do this. Or he's going to try and fail or something. Then he's going to get a Soga who can reach out using the force and be like, they're at so-and-so. Yeah. Because fucking didn't may as well think that they might be going back to that clone, another cloning facility or something. You know? Yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, I think we're definitely going to get the um, Bo-Katan and her guys, her little mm. crew. Because the, they made a point of like, you've proven your... Um, yeah, your bravery it won't be forgotten sort of thing. So he'll go, right, I need you guys. Yeah. And then the whole point of that will be she'll witness him fighting and taking the Darksaber from Gideon. And then say, right, well, that means that you're now the leader of Mandalore. Dinjara. Do you think that she will die? No, I don't know. I don't think right, she will. Fight. Do you think that she will die fighting Gideon? And then, uh, Gideon. And, and then, then Mando will take up the fight. Yeah. Maybe like Mando, but Mando, Boba Fett, Cobb Vanth, Karajun, Et Al are taking out the dogs, dark troopers. I don't know. I feel like it's got to be yeah, it'll be a combined thing. But I feel like she's got to survive to see afterward because she'll be the one who then explains to him. She goes, "No, I can't." Like he'll try and give it to her, and she'll go, "No, that's not how it works. You want it in combat, so now you are the holder of the dark saber." Mm. I think if she's not alive to explain that to him, then. Unless, I mean, one of the others could. One of the other Mandos that are with I mean, they can, they can explain that beforehand. Like, they'll, they'll see that. Yeah, I guess so. And, I like, just, they can know. explain that away and they can say, you know, she can say something like, oh, you know, you might hold the dark saber, but that doesn't mean you're the leader of Mandalore. And he can be like, well, yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah, I, blah, I, saw, blah. I saw a really good um, meme earlier, actually, about the dark saber lineage because it's all about, like, who killed who, isn't it? It's, it's the um, fucking elder one from Harry Potter. But it's just oh, okay. like, right, so um, Maul takes it by killing the Mandalorian guy who's called Pre Vizsla, um, yeah. who, yeah, is is like, um, I think he was voiced by um, Favreau. Uh, okay. So, yeah, Maul takes hit that, and he's the guy who used to lead Death Watch. And then Maul takes it, beheads him, and takes the fucking Darksaber from him. So then Maul has it. Then Obi-Wan kills Maul, as you know, you've seen that. Um, yeah. Fight they have in the desert, so that means Obi Wan is the is the true leader of Mandalore and has the has the Darth Saber. But then Darth Maul, uh, Darth Vader kills Obi Wan, so then Darth Vader is the true leader of Mandalore and has the Darth Saber. Then Palpatine, Palpatine kills Vader by throwing by electrocuting him, so that makes Palpatine the true leader of it. But then the um, the Death Star kills. Palpatine, because the Death Star reactor kills Palpatine because he gets thrown into it. But then Lando kills the Death Star. So technically, Lando Carissian 
is the leader of Mandalore and the true heir to the Darksaber. Uh, no, but, who pulled the tr- but who pulled the trigger? <laughs> oh, hang on, what about Wedge? Wedge, Wedge blew up the power converter. Is yeah. Like... <laughs> but who, yeah, who pulled the trigger on the cannons on the Falcon? Because it's already being established that you, the pilot can't do that. Oh, no, well, the forward-facing the cannons you can. Don't the, I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, got um, dig deeper. Dig deeper. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I've already done it. Like, the it can be one of those like, Davina McCall lost family documentaries <laughs> where they're like, and David was the gunner that day. <laughs> Today, our team of experts have feigned, found David in Milton Keynes. He's agreed to be part of the show. We haven't yet told him that he's the de facto leader of Mandalore. Well, that's the other one that's Dave great. works in Argos right now. Little does he know the importance that he carries on his shoulders. It's just a guy. He's just like, oh, well, I didn't get many GCSEs. So just, um, but, you know, I started working at Argos and they've got a great management program and you know, I think in four or five years' time, I, uh, you know, uh, I think if I keep my nose down, keep, 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 keep me into the ground, I'll be successful. Dave, um, we need to tell you something. 